0: Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Tattoo Homewreckers, a podcast where we talk about tattoos, life, and everything in between. My name is Calista, and this is... Gaia. And today, we are going to talk about dating as tattoo artists. I know, very exciting topic. I'm, like, partially dreading it and partially also really excited to talk about it Mm -hmm. Um, because you have perspectives from two very different people, Um, two very different tattoo artists, one of them who is married (laughs) and has been married for a minute, And one of them who is in her mid-twenties trying to figure it out.
1: Yep. (laughs) You are indeed in your mid-twenties. You're 24. I know,
0: 24. You're um, almost,
1: actually, I think technically you are a spinster. I'm a
0: spinster. I was supposed to get married. Yeah. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? Everyone's trying to make you their child bride. I love that. I will continue to say that for the rest of my life. What am I, a child bride, up until the point I get married? And then you will point. say that
1: you were a child bride. Gonna you're going to be I'm... like 30 getting yeah. married. But it depends on where you are in the world because you're a child bride if you get married at 30 in New York. What? Yeah. What Everyone like waits till they're older to get married. Oh. there. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Okay. Well, get to know. And it also depends on like, yeah, uh, how that whole situation works out. <laughs> but I just wanted to talk about um, if you want to be a tattoo artist, if you're thinking about it or if you are a tattoo artist, you're going to really empathize with this. Um, being a tattoo artist takes a lot of time and energy. And a lot of that time and energy is taken away from building relationships. Mm -hmm. And so it's building relationships, maintaining relationships. It could even be taken away from maintaining friendships, which is something that like, I, I mean, I feel like both of us have struggled with. However, it, it can be a struggle. And you can also choose friends that understand that it's just the way it is. Yeah, Do you know I, well, what I, I think mean? that's
1: the hardest part. Is that no matter how much you tell people, like mm-hmm. you say this all the time, like no one believes that you're busy. And no matter how much we're like, dude, look, we're busy. Like we just made plans um, with a friend of ours that when we were looking, we're like, um, end of March, early April, yeah. and it is currently the fifteenth of February. Mm-hmm. And so, it's and, like, like scheduling
0: a fucking appointment with us. Yeah, like, actually.
1: Yeah. yeah, because like the weekends are so busy and mm-hmm. then we also have to put in like recuperation time mm-hmm. so that way we can draw for the next week. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's just one of those cases that in all relationships, whether it be dating or romantic Trying to get people to genuinely understand like how much you work. And I don't think it's exclusive to our job. I no. think our job's a little no. bit more because people tend to think of it as just being fun. Cause even yes. like younger generations of artists, when you try to explain to them, like when they're trying to get into the industry of like how much work's involved, it's lost so much because it's genuinely one of those that like it's like telling someone something's a really hard hike until they're on the fucking hike. Oh my God. They don't see it. Seriously. And so it's really hard for people who aren't in the industry actively tattooing and doing it as a full-time career to understand that, like, it is ridiculously time-consuming. I love I that. told my client yesterday, I'm like, yeah, I typically a 60-hour work week. Mm-hmm. And she was absolutely shocked over the fact that I had a 60-hour work week.
0: And that's, like, low, honestly, for yeah. us. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like a lot of the time we're going even harder than that. Mm-hmm. Well, I
1: mean, 60 hours is pretty solid. It's fucking yeah. crazy.
0: No, for sure. It is absolutely crazy. Um, I just feel like there's a lot of, again, there's a lot of unseen like mm-hmm. labor that goes into it. The reason why I say that 60 isn't necessarily low for us, but like I feel like it could be higher as far as our work week goes, is we're not just tattooing. We are, of course, like to circle back, ob- the most obvious, we're drawing for tattooing mm-hmm. to the least obvious. We are trying to take into account what ink we need and then, you know, processing that in our little brains and then also making a list for that.
1: Hey, and he's brain, you
0: saying little. I got a big brain. Sorry. You he's know what smart. I mean. Smart. Big <laughs> you, brain. You know what I mean. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's just a lot of unseen, like, just stress and labor that goes into it as well as, like, I mean, shit. When's the last time that we were able to, like, look at a piece on someone in public and not analyze it and not, like, completely just be like, okay, they did this, this, and this, and this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I can't just, like, see a heavily tattooed person in public anymore um, and just recognize that they're heavily tattooed. I'm, like, my brain is focusing on every single image that has been tattooed on them.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Which, just side note there, it makes trying to find a decent porn really hard because <laughs> lots of porn stars have shitty tattoos, same as celebrities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then you're like, okay, well, thanks for making me just wonder what the fuck, like, did you sit like shit? Or did you just cheap out and go to a, like, exactly. not very good tattoo artist? Like, what happened there? Yeah,
0: were you a nightmare client? Like, what happened? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, So, yeah, to circle back to dating, it it's a lot of work and, again... I think you phrased it perfectly, it is not just our jobs, but I feel like our job gets the idea that it is fun because we are in the creative field, and yes, it's fun, but also when I say I'm busy, I actually Mm -hmm. really fucking mean it. (laughs) And it's just so hard because, like, trying to explain to people who are interested in me or, like, even my friends who just, like, want to see me or, like, casual friends or casual whatever... Um, just letting them know that like, no, I'm I'm
1: actually swamped. Like I I have no wiggle room this, this Well do you week. think that's also just an age difference? Because mm-hmm. most of your peers mm-hmm. are not fully in their career. Like right. I know that we think it's twenty four as being an adult. Mm-hmm. You know, you've been out of high school for on average six years. Yeah. But most of your peers are just now finishing college so they are not settled in their career so I'm wondering if that is an exclusively tattoo artist thing or if it's that like people your age just aren't working that much new phrase that we have coined Mm -hmm.
0: it can be and Mm -hmm. It, it not it it doesn't have to be an or situation this can be both things where like yeah I feel like a lot of my peers especially like it's just hard to find I guess friends in my age range that have been in their careers. Sure, they're like, I have a lot of friends who are starting in their careers, mm-hmm. but friends who are deeply saturated in their industry right now. And that's my thing is like, I'm coming up on, this August will be the fourth uh, anniversary for me, which mm-hmm. is really exciting. But um, I, it just dawned on me recording this podcast that I haven't been in a long-term relationship since my apprenticeship. <laughs> yeah. My relationships last, like, probably, like, a few months. Um, Why do you think that is? I think a lot of it, it, it's an and thing. Um, Like, it, a lot of it is just, like, you know, timing and not the right person. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of it is also, again, trying to find someone who is willing enough to be with me to know that, like, I'm, my attention can only be on them for a limited amount of time. And yep. that sounds so bleak and that sounds so <laughs> rough. And by any means, like, I'm not trying to be a bad girlfriend at any point in time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but there is only so much of me that I can give and I will give to my career 100% of the time. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just the way I am. There's no I, I'm there's like, no positive, I think. <laughs> I
1: um, was reading a book on marriage and it's called this is how your marriage ends Mm -hmm. and he talks about the fact that if you want a good relationship a good marriage it should always come first and (laughs) I and it was like hey you know list out like your priorities Mm -hmm. and for me like yeah my marriage is really important but my job is the most important thing in my life thousand percent and I think that it comes down to finding people. It's the same thing with friendships, like finding people that do not want you to pick. And I think that is a Aww. genuinely um, age-related thing because, yeah. you know, you do the normal, like you meet someone and they are all consuming. So mm-hmm. like the rest of us in your life, like take a back burner while mm-hmm. this person's all consuming. Mm-hmm. And then I think that it's kind of like Glenn and Abby talked about in their relationship Where Glennon had to, like, tell Abby, like, hey, we have to get out of this honeymoon phase. Mm -hmm. And, you know, then we're going to be in a real, like, committed relationship. But we have to get out of this. Mm -hmm. And I feel like for you, the moment you have that discussion with a person to be like, hi – Um, this honeymoon phase of being, like, completely infatuated where, like, you don't want me to fucking shower by myself. You don't want me to, like, do my makeup by myself. You're constantly attached to me like a fucking barnacle on my ass. Which are
0: real things that have happened to me.
1: (laughs) Yeah. People getting mad that she, like, uses the restroom by herself. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that because of the time constraints of our career Mm -hmm. and because of the mental load of our career that it's really hard for people because they feel very rejected in that moment. Yes. So mm-hmm. you usually end up with that big, like, explosion of you being like, hey, I need time and space, which happens to us in friendships a lot, too. Oh, yeah, for
0: sure. Um, for I think sure. the only
1: reason it doesn't happen to me in dating is because I'm married. Mm-hmm. But that can, that cycle continues in friendships where people have a knee-jerk reaction to me being like, hey, I just need time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then that is a big reaction of like you hate me you don't love me and I'm like I am fucking tired because you run out of steam when you come out of that honeymoon phase and I think that your honeymoon phase with people same as like with our friendships with people that honeymoon phase is cut shorter because of the demands of our career
0: absolutely and and that doesn't mean that we don't want to stay in that honeymoon phase for longer like trust me like I would if I could the energy no I it's it's not efficient it's not um what is the word that I'm looking for like I can't consistently do that Mm -hmm. you know what I mean and um I the type of people who are friends with us specifically are the type of people who know that we're good and we're okay if we don't talk for months honestly yeah um because there's no beef like I and here's the thing like I it takes emotional energy out of me explaining that there is no beef or no bad blood or anything like that I'm just fucking busy um and a lot of it is like I feel like this is an and situation a lot of it is our personality types mm-hmm. and then a lot of it is our career um it's a very it's just meshed you know completely enmeshed with our lives um So I'm sure there's tattoo artists out there that, like, can do this whole balancing beam of, like, you know, balancing your work-life relationships and, Mm -hmm. like, stuff like that. But, like, personally, I feel like the type of people who last in our lives are the type of people who, like you said so beautifully, don't want us to pick, but also Mm -hmm. have shit in their lives that they also, like, they get it. You know what I mean? And they never feel rejected or, like, if they do, then, like, we can address it. But for the most part, they're just like, oh, no, they're probably just busy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, And so I think that's the hardest part for me right now when it comes to dating because I'm in my mid-20s. There is that, like, lack of, like, I guess understanding. Yeah. Because like you said, you can only tell someone it's a hard hike and they can only find out if they go on that hike Mm -hmm. with you. Um, Absolutely. And so it's hard for me to, like, explain to people, like, no, I really do want to see you. I really do want to go out to dinner with you, but I'm fucking booked. I am yep. slammed and like even with my family. Um a lot of the times I'm the last person to get invited to things, which is fine. I'm not If mm-hmm. any of you are listening to this, it's okay. It happens. Um but when it comes to like leaving the city or like going to Sacramento or anything like that, that's not something that you can tell me 3 weeks before you go on a weekend because I've been in this industry for almost like 4 years now. I, have, I don't take Saturdays off. Yeah. Like, that's not, or Fridays. So, like, when you leave Friday night and then you're there for the entirety of Saturday, I can't do that unless you give me, like, at minimum, like, a three-month notice.
1: Well, and I think you know? that's honestly, that is part of our career. However, I would be interested to hear from, like, listeners mm-hmm. what that is for them. Yeah. Um. Like, what that is. Like if they experience that as well, Mm -hmm. because of the fact that um, that's happened my whole career because people don't take our job seriously. And that's part of like,
0: oh, my gosh, my my
1: thing with that is that, like, you can't blame them when our industry doesn't take themselves seriously. Yeah. So our industry is not one that is built on professionalism. Mm -hmm. So I feel like you can't necessarily blame people for not taking it seriously when When oftentimes art our entire industry does not. Yes. So it's just like, you know, you look at like adult entertainment mm-hmm. and a lot of the industry is not taken seriously because they don't act serious as an overall industry. Mm-hmm. And then as you have like industries self-regulating, that's when you end up being like, oh, shit, this is a real career. Yeah. Um, Whereas our job has the same time restraints as careers like teachers but once again people talk to fucking teachers like they're oh like adorable little dumb fucks when you're like are you fucking kidding me they put in more work than most people they take their fucking
0: work home too yeah
1: and so i think that's the thing is that like it's very much based off of our like the perception of our career so people don't take it seriously enough to be like oh we are going to be booked out and because a lot of artists aren't so it's, like, a really hard thing for people to say, hey, I'm going to take this. But I feel like if you were, say, in what is deemed to be a professional career, so if you were a lawyer, then your family would be like, oh, shit, well, she has cases, so that's it. Right. And that's kind of the case with us is that people say, oh, well, you you can make your own schedule and just assume that, like, you're not that far booked out.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. No, exactly. That totally makes sense. Um, because, and... I mean, it doesn't get rid of like the whole idea of like I, I have this like so desperate urge for people to take me seriously, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um and part Where of Where does that, that come from? I think it comes from uh a lot of people just like not believing me and like always being the person who's underestimated. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where I'm like yeah. people get so surprised when I do certain things or say certain things. They're like, wow, you're so smart. And I'm like, I've been this person this entire time.
1: Mm. Why does that bother you?
0: I don't know. That's a great question. Um, I think that maybe it's because, like, from oh, I know why. Um, because it it feels like it's taking confidence away from me when people are like, like, wow, that was really smart. I'm like, wait, am I not smart? Like, it feels like I'm oh, getting because
1: you're still putting like worth into their opinion per- of you perception. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. A thousand percent that.
1: Yeah. Um, which you know. What does, I does mean, it look like if you don't? If you just know you're smart. If I and just... don't worry about them, like. they perceive you i'm
0: a bad bitch that's what it looks like if i don't that's what it looks like and she just
1: whispered i'm a bad bitch for anyone who didn't hear um yeah i'm a
0: bad bitch that's that's what it is and i feel like that's part of my journey as like you know someone in their mid Mm 20s we kind of talked about this in the podcast um a couple episodes ago where one of the questions was what do you have to prove to yourself Mm -hmm. and um yeah my 20s are are that like proving to myself that i am capable Regardless yeah. of what people think. I am smart,
1: regardless of what people think, or if they're surprised by it or whatever. Um, so yeah, I think that's I, part of the I journey. quite like it. I like when people are like, Oh man, you're really articulate. I'm like, Oh thanks. I know, I don't look like it. It okay I've got so, fucking pink hair. So it depends I have pom poms in my hair. I agree.
0: I agree. It is really nice when people say it in a nice way. People don't say oh, it to no. me in a nice way.
1: No, no. Just be really clear. Yeah. Very few people ever say it in a nice way. Yeah. It is always
0: like a little yeah. a little undertone of like you being mm-hmm. demeaning to me. Yeah.
1: Well, like this past Aww. weekend when we were playing that game and oh, um right. he said that I was intense. And he said it with like so much like, I don't know, delicacy. Yeah, one he was of our friends concerned that like it would be an insult. And I'm like, look. I've grown up with that being an insult my whole life.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, And now I'm just at an age where I just don't fuck it. I'm like, yeah, I am intense. Yeah. But also like, that's what the people that know me and love me, that's what they love about me. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the people that don't, don't. And that's okay because like, I am a lot and I am too much for a lot of people. And take that
0: power. Take take that power. Yeah,
1: And that's what I feel like with you, like really sitting with that to be like, dude, I don't, if you think that I'm too much, that's okay. There's lots of people out there that are not enough for me that I'm like, where's, Where's the substance? Like, mm-hmm. and I'm digging for more. And then oftentimes I'll turn to you and you're like, there isn't more there. And I'm like, oh, fuck.
0: No, I do that too. Where, yeah, where it, I just have to be okay with like, a lot of the things. For me, at least, I tend to psychoanalyze the fuck out of people mm-hmm. because like, I don't know, that's just something that we do that we yep. think is fun. And it's never in a mean context at all. Like, I like to help people. Mm-hmm. So when my friends like tell me things. And I'm like, Hey, you have a habit of doing this. Have you noticed that? I have to keep reminding myself that that habit is not necessarily a problem that needs to be fixed. Mm -hmm. I'm like, Oh, sorry. I I did not mean to make you like overthink that. Like that is not something actually that you need to fix at all. That's just, if you just don't like something, then you just don't like something and that's fine. Um, but yeah, I just, I feel like Trying to get people to believe me when I say that I'm busy, but also believe me at the same time when I say I really do want to see them is hard because Mm -hmm. a lot of people are always just like, well, you know, if if they wanted to, they would. And I'm like, fuck off with that statement. Why is that such a popular statement in Internet culture right now? If they wanted to, they would. Bitch, I'm an adult. I can't always do everything that I want.
1: Well, I think it's just a way of deflecting the hurt Mm. um, of rejection, Mm because I think that's the same reason why people want to believe like, hey, you if you wanted to hang out with me, you would. So then I can build this wall to protect myself from the idea of rejection that you're just too busy to see me. Yeah. Um, And because like, I mean, it's kind of true in that sense, like If you, if this person was your only priority, you would make time for them. Mm -hmm. However, It's really easy to oversimplify that and say, hey, you would make time for me if I was your priority, except that your career is your number one priority. It's one of the things that bond us together is that our love of working, you know, my very favorite fucking line in Don't Worry Darling is them getting into a fight and her screaming, (laughs) I love working. Mm -hmm. And I felt so like validated in that moment because like that's how I feel. Like Mm -hmm. I love working and I'm very fortunate to have a partner who supports that and sees his mission in our marriage, not in life, because he is learning to like have his whole life, have a whole life outside of my existence. So beautiful. But Mm -hmm. that's been a struggle for him because he's always been a supporting character in my life. And now I'm trying to push him to be a like whole main character in his, Mm -hmm. um, is this idea of, Yeah, if I wanted to hang out with him, I would, except that I do. Mm -hmm. Um, But also my job is a number one priority for me. And your job is a number one priority. And having people understand that. And I think that it's a case that we just have to start out friendships Mm -hmm. and start out all relationships with people with a, hey, I work this much. I know it doesn't sound believable. I know that 60-hour work weeks do not sound believable to you. And not every single one of them is 60-hour work week. Some of them are 60. Some of them are 40 and mm-hmm. then on very rare occasions, some of them are like 30 hour work weeks. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, and like this work week is even longer because we have promotional event at the end of this week. So Friday and Saturday, we will be running, I think 14, 15 hour days. Mm-hmm. No, longer than that. Cause we'll be at the events until midnight each night. Mm-hmm. So like we and, you know, and then we're, we're back at work. Tattooing next day. all day and yeah. then yeah, and then back. So we have these like really a regular schedule, but then we also try to prioritize like having fun. And for us, that just happens to be doing stuff together, going and meeting friends. So like Mm -hmm. going to Disney and stuff and for a spouse to not be the number one priority yeah dude that's hard so or then it's dating easier partner, for them not yeah spouse you well know? to me a spouse is like anyone that you go. are dating yeah um spouse for me does not mean you're like married um but anyone you're like talking to or possibly dating in their world you've got to remember that they have a lot more spare time than you mm-hmm. so they're gonna feel really rejected when they're just sitting at home with their thumb up their asses being like well i miss her and she doesn't even text me she doesn't miss me mm-hmm. because so it's so much easier to build this like this or that instead of having an and so it's well if you wanted to spend time with me you would not understanding that like that is not an option i
0: totally yes when
1: our priorities are work Mm -hmm. and like my you know i had to learn to prioritize my marriage to the point where it's like hey this is what i need i need to take some time off of work to spend more time with you Mm -hmm. but also like I mean at this stage, like unless you want to be working less. No.
0: Which Oh my God, no. Absolutely affects your not. life
1: goals. I don't think that's necessarily best.
0: Yeah, no. I, I keep forgetting that um the whole and of emotions, like it's mm-hmm. so much easier to be this or that. So it's so much easier to find comfort in if they wanted to, they would, than it is to accept the and of things. Because um when you accept the and a lot more pain comes with it. It is like Do you know what I mean? Where it's just like, fucking ouch, like, that does suck. I feel like you're just open to a lot more, like, plethora of emotions Mm. when you accept that, like, yeah, I want to see you and I can't. Yeah. Because I choose not to because I'm busy, because my career is my number one. And, like, like you said, too. A lot of it has to do with, like, the outside perception of being a tattoo artist where, like, no, like, it's the pirate's life. Like, you get to dress whatever you want and you like, you get to look however you want. You get blue hair and you get to wear makeup that's funky and you get piercings and you get heavily modified and, like, you party hard. But also I work really fucking hard, too. <laughs>
1: you know? Yeah, like- I think it's that um, when you were saying that, it made me realize that because we have creative, expressive freedom – they're mm-hmm. mistaking that What's, for, with, like, actual, like, life freedom, with, like, a free life to do whatever the oh fuck you want. Oh, my
0: God, yes. Which is not the
1: case because, like, I, I mean, yes, I ha- I have a boss, mm-hmm. but also all of my clients are my boss. Mm-hmm. Um, And so in order to keep up with all my clients, I then have to maintain a very rigid schedule. Yep. To make all of these individual bosses that I have. Yes. Happy.
0: And you know me too. Like I think a big part of keeping up with that schedule as a tattoo artist and maintaining that schedule to be good for um, A, your clients, B, your friends, C, your spouse is
1: scheduling time for yourself, which is huge. Did you guys notice that? What? This is also why she's currently single. Clients, friends, spouse. That's why. Because right he now, here's the tier of <laughs> yeah. In this stage of your life, that's yeah, it. Yeah. No, actually, though. Yeah. Actually, a thousand percent. And so, I mean, mine's no better. Mine is clients, friends, and spouse are in one mm-hmm. because, like, you know, mine is very enmeshed, and then it's like me underneath. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the thing is like I we talked about it too before. I need a lot of alone time to be good, and I. <laughs> I think it's like, well, it's, it's interesting because I've actually, I, I do delve in the realm of like, I get my really extroverted phases, which is nice. But like, I'm also really, I try to be really conscious about like, am I doing good if I'm not doing good? I'm going to take a break and just be by myself for a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so people also don't understand that either. Like, well, why are you by yourself when we could be hanging out? And I'm like, cause there's not enough of me to give to even myself. And if there is not enough of me, then how the fuck am I going to perform well at my job? Mm -hmm. You know, like that isn't my number fucking one. Um, But I I just, I guess I wanted to ask you Mm -hmm. as far as like marriage goes. I mean, we've talked about a little bit here and there, like, how has like being a tattoo artist affected that? Specifically when you come home and you've been touching people all day. <laughs> and yeah. the energy transference is exhausting. Like does that conversation like does it ever get less painful?
1: Um yeah, I mean I think that like it's the same thing, you know, back to like our relationship mm-hmm. that we learn how to communicate so that way if I'm like in a shit mood, you yes. know, we have all this like language. Mm-hmm. And um it's just one of those things that you just have to be honest about. Like, hey, look, I had a shitty client. And, like, for me, my number one way of, like, getting back to, like, my, like, homeostasis, like, my base level mm-hmm. is venting. Yes. Um, it's why I hate all the culture around, like, in, like, the four agreements where it's, like, never say anything bad. And I'm, like, no, because productive piss and moaning is really important to me. Mm-hmm. um, Because then when I get to, like, voice it... Mm-hmm. It brings all of my, like, all of my cortisol, everything comes down, and I'm normal, and I'm good, mm-hmm. and then I'm ready to... It's like, for me, that's how I empty my cup, right. so then I'm ready to receive.
0: Uh, now, I could so. be wrong. I could mm-hmm. be using this, like, um, like statement wrong, um, but I would... I, I feel like a lot of people would call that like external processing, right? Where it's like you're offloading, but it's like an external thing. You have to Mm -hmm. talk about it, which is awesome. And interestingly enough, I feel like Caboose and I are internal processors. You are.
1: It's It's so annoying. You're, I don't know. I would say you're like a hybrid. It kind of depends. Yeah. yeah, Depending on your mood, he's becoming more external, which Mm -hmm. I'm really excited about. Like he'll come home and talk about his like work day. Um, and then, like, him and I text throughout the day as well. Mm-hmm. So we are in, like, constant contact with each other. Mm-hmm. But then there's nights where I'm like, dude, I need to sleep on the couch. Because if I have to – for me, it's not the touching. I don't give a fuck about the touching. Mm-hmm. It's the breathing. Mm-hmm. Like, my clients – if my clients breathe on me at work, like, if I worked on their chest or their arm and, heaven forbid, they have their head turned to watch me the whole time mm-hmm. and I'm just being breathed on – then um i don't want to be touched i don't mm-hmm. want to be close to another human yes. being mm-hmm. so then i'll sleep on the couch with the dogs cuz i'm like i need to like i need that space to miss him mm-hmm. to then see him again and be like oh my god i'm really excited yes but like he's and it it's horribly painful i'm very aware of it um he is used to and i'm something i'm actively trying to work on coming home and me not excitedly greeting him because I'm just done. I don't want to ex like and internally I'm so excited. And it's actually really sad because he will be on the drive home and I'm so excited to see him. And then when I see him, you don't have no all the yet. shit of the day is just bubbling there. Mm-hmm. And he is that like punching bag of me being like burr, 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 burr. And so like it's something we're still trying to navigate in our marriage of mm-hmm. like hey how do I take all this frustration because it's you know with our job it's not just clients it's also the people we work with and mm-hmm. we are surrounded by creative people so we're surrounded by a lot of big personalities every
0: single one of um, us is a big personality yeah
1: every person that works in that shop is a big personality mm-hmm. and um and I think that we oftentimes mistake that big personality like I get you know that label of having a big personality because I'm quite loud Mm -hmm. and outspoken but Mm -hmm. like the other people that are uh visually and more externally quiet have a lot of pull on energy in a room Mm -hmm. and like will completely change like how everyone feels in a room Mm -hmm. when they walk in and so like it's something that I then have to deal with the actual like Hey, my emotions around this. So like sometimes, you know, like I called you the other day or Mm -hmm. I'll call him on my way home so that way I can dump all of it out before I walk in the door. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that like, it's definitely, obviously he would be the person to ask like what it's like being married to a tattoo artist, but that's also the only marriage he's ever known. So for me, like trying to at this stage in our life, like, like I said, make him like his own whole person that doesn't just cater to me. Yes. Is like the biggest point. Yeah. Because he's so used to like I come first because my job is so much more demanding.
0: hmm. Right. And so. that's like I mean honestly I this is why I wanted to record this episode because I feel like it is really important for a lot of people to hear and I I just got a lot more knowledge of being wary of that when I start dating someone.
1: Uh, just to be real clear <laughs> I think it's Probably the easiest part to do is um I I don't know, I think that like being long distance helped that a lot because it Fun. gave me all those early years.
0: I love long distance
1: um, <laughs> of like having that time to develop yeah. and focus on my career. Mm-hmm. Um and then I think that yeah, you just you build like a better level of understanding of the other person. Mm-hmm. And then from there just really just being doggedly, like, honest with them about the fact that, like, these are the demands. And I think for me, that's kind of where I'm approaching friendship at this point yeah. um, is that I'm coming and being like, hey, this is how much I work. This is what I need out of a friendship. Like, just being really clear and concise mm-hmm. because I'm like that with most other things. And if that person, is, like, receives it, great, awesome, perfect. If they don't and they're like, yeah, but I'm going to try to crawl inside your butt and, like, make weekly plans with you, um, which is entirely too much for me because, like, we know on Sunday, we used to be the day that we, like, worked out with people. But now, like, depending on the Sunday, there's some days where, like, I cannot see another human being. Mm -hmm. There's also days when the idea of stepping outside the front door is too much. Yes. And so constantly canceling on people fucking sucks which is also why for me where it's like cool I get to see you every couple months puts me in a really good place of like I missed you we also have new shit to talk about yeah so many things like it's a great place to be is having that distance a thousand percent I um yeah
0: I definitely long distance is so much fun other than that (laughs) other than the whole space thing like it's it is just a lot of fun I um yeah, I don't know. I feel like there is a lot for me to think about. Yeah. um, And a lot for you guys to think about if you have a plan on dating a tattoo artist or do being it. a
1: tattoo artist. You won't get tattooed. You just will not get. Oh, just so y'all know. It is. Yeah. <laughs> nope. You won't get You're tattooed. are at the end of the list. <laughs> um, yeah. We're at the bottom of the barrel. Um, know, right? Even being friends with tattoo artists, we have to schedule it month so out. So much. It's whole thing. It's so
0: hard. Yeah. I know. And I feel so fucking it's bad because thing. we work on two very different, like, levels of, like, like, she likes to tattoo me when, like, it's purely quiet. No one
1: at the studio. Mm-hmm. I like to tattoo her when everyone's around. And it's awful. I yeah. hate being that client. I hate there being, like, a whole fucking thing because mm-hmm. everyone walks up and they try to talk to you and it's ugh.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So.
1: So.
0: Um, wait, don't we have questions?
1: Um. Yes, we do have really quick. We can answer these questions. Okay. Um, would you ever date a client? No. And have you ever dated a client?
0: Technically, I have not. No, technically, I have dated a client, but they were your client. That's so true. So I don't know if that counts. It does. Um, fuck. Fuck. I would date somebody mm-hmm. else's client. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't date. I, I don't think I would date my own client. I've slept with a client. Would not recommend it. And yes, I was that tattoo artist. Um, guess what? I always thought that I wouldn't do it. I always say said that I wouldn't do it, and then it happened. So never say never. Don't yep. judge me.
1: But and I wouldn't then, recommend it. Now you're like absolutely not. Never again. Never you again. Will not go on dates with clients. You will not put yourself in that position. It's so awkward. No, it's it's also incredibly hard for me to start
0: a friendship with clients. Um, unfortunately, like it's just it's hard because I. I don't know. I have a lot of trust issues around that. So mm-hmm. when my clients want to be my friend, and even if we do have really good friendly chemistry, it is incredibly hard for me to step out of that professionalism box and into this is who I am as a person. So
1: unfortunately, that's just the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. It's a Great. it's a really weird transition to be like, no, we are going to hang out outside of it. It is hard. It is really, yeah. really hard. Oh, my God. I have slept with two-year clients. Okay, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, I have to go to work because I have do. to do a tattoo in 21 minutes. Oh, my God. Um, I'm so sorry. So <gasps> All right. <laughs> we will see you guys again next week. It will be a really fun episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so stay tuned. We love you so much. And if you have any questions, as always, please just send them in. Love you. Bye. Bye. Oh, this thing stopped recording, didn't it?